Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. is the phone number here that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie riley and nikki and we have some really interesting news to talk about tonight the president of argentina javier malay everybody is always criticizing him for being a world economic forum member and it's not a bad criticism i don't blame them and and i continue to be skeptical that javier malay is not maybe some kind of a fall guy on purpose and, but i don't i don't want to be negative it's just that i've never had a reason to be positive about a politician so yeah, yeah honestly i don't think any of us have i mean we've seen politicians lie to us before so yeah what's in there one going to lie to us about but so he's a world economic forum member and People have often pointed that out like, oh my gosh, that's a really bad thing because those are really bad people for the most part. They're the people that came out with the idea of you will have nothing and you'll be happy. Their 2030 agenda. Yep. Eating bugs. Yeah. Generally, the World Economic Forum types are these global elitists that want to fly around their private jets and tell you, hey, you got to reduce your carbon footprint while they fly around their private jets. Yep, those exact types and 15-minute city types, those yeah. types of people that just want you to rent everything from the government in the future and own nothing. But Javier Malay, right before going in to speak, there was somebody in Spanish asking him, so what's your game plan for today? And he was like, I'm going to confront these people about their 2030 agenda. I'm, and, su- I'm yeah. surprised they invited him. Well, he's a member. So maybe they just didn't know how radical he was and he became president and now he's like letting loose. Oh, maybe. And I listened to the whole speech today and there was nothing to criticize. It was really good. Yeah. It's like at this point, it's just words, but really good words. And I'm not saying that it will necessarily change the people, the World Economic Forum people's minds or something, but it's great that this is getting out there on such a big platform. These really good ideas. I mean, you got to started somewhere and if he's spouting the ideas of liberty on a public platform like with the world economic forum then someone's gonna listen he's also been doing a lot of stuff oh absolutely yeah he what he slashed um i don't even remember how many like nine out of 21 yeah departments so so, and that's government that's rare that any politician will kind of keep to their campaign promises and really do anything at all and and also i think a lot of like i I obviously know more about U.S. politics, so I guess I'll use that as an example. But it's not always so easy for a president to go into office and make these huge changes because there's Congress and Senate and then there's other like checks and balances that can kind of 
you know, ruin any chances that they have to make things better. And that's why things just stay stagnant and take a really long time well, for that, us to see any change. Or they never actually wanted to do any yeah, of those or things. They're liars, they which just is, say, oh, it can't because of Congress. Like, Trump had a Republican yeah. Congress when he, that's true. he oh, got yeah, elected, he and he just didn't do anything. But you're right. Uh, this guy, he's actually doing things. He's gotten rid of 9 out of 21 government departments. And then he's fired thousands of government workers. Yeah. And he is serious about what he's saying. And part of what he is saying is that there's a parasite class. They want us to be socialists. And the main or the large majority of the people in each country that does that will suffer. And that's what he's talking about in this speech. Just really quickly, I want to touch on something that you just said about him firing thousands of government workers. That might sound mean to some people, especially like socialist, communist types or statist type people. Um, But you have to realize, Argentina, the economy was in dire straits. Oh, yeah. They could not afford to be paying these people. To be unproductive. Exactly. And I'm sure most of their jobs, they weren't really doing anything to contribute Mm -hmm. to anyone else. It was just like wasted tax dollars like we see here in the United States. Yes. So it might sound like, oh, me, you're firing people. That's so mean. Sometimes people need to be fired and they need to get a a different job where they're more productive and (laughs) they're actually providing value and not just getting paid off of stolen money. Well, I think as libertarians, we look at government as the parasite class because they exist they exist based on theft of the people's money and mismanagement of people's money. But yet Javier Malay is like, I understand this is the people's money that I'm being paid with, so I want to make sure that they're getting a, a good bang for their buck, so to speak. Yeah, you know? He certainly is a breath of fresh air. Yeah. One thing I haven't completely gotten a full understanding of, but somebody that is really following it and speaks Spanish that I know um, has told me about is that he has a one-year plan to get rid of their central bank. Cool. Well, let's let's see it. So I'm going to go into this article that Nikki brought just to explain to the people like what he was doing there. Says Argentina's libertarian president Javier Malay has accused Western leaders of abandoning the values of the West in a high profile address to the World Economic Forum, where his debut on the world stage met with warm applause. And, and when I was watching it, every time it showed them, they looked kind of uninteresting, uninterested, and silent. I kind of didn't think it was like maybe he just walked up on stage and they politely applauded but i didn't think like oh they love him there was something that matt pointed out when we watched it together who's my husband and sometimes co-host of this show um that some of the people in the front row or like some of the people in the audience that you could see had these like smug looks on their face Hmm. like oh haha he's so cute like Hmm. sure when he (laughs) after he gave his speech where he was essentially like, I mean, you'll get into it, but talking about them. how they're them being parasites and how there needs to be a complete, like everything they stand for is a bad idea, essentially. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, they just had these like weird robotic smug looks on their faces. Yeah, I never saw them. I saw a lot like not even looking up. Anyways, I guess maybe they applauded when he walked on stage. Maybe. I mean, I guess so. That's what the article says. He said, I'm here to tell you that the Western world is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the West have been co-opted by a vision of the world that 
inexorably leads to socialism and therefore to poverty. Millet told an audience in Davos on Wednesday. He said international organizations have been influenced by collectivism, radical feminism, and a cruel environmental agenda. I didn't even notice the radical feminism part. It's just like, I don't know, just stick to your economic points. I don't know. It's not like I I'm, didn't hear him say anything about either. radical feminism yeah. in his um in the translated video that I watched. Me either. And I watched the whole thing. But of course, like thing. I can't speak Spanish, so I don't know for certain which version of his words, his English translated words are, are true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, I wonder that's if true. the person writing this article is, I wonder what their biases are. Exactly. I mean, most, most media's biases are towards, you know, government and parasitic ideologies like socialism. Yep. I mean, socialism for listeners who are unfamiliar, socialism is this collectivist ideology where the community owns everything. And, you don't own your personal property anymore. You don't get a house. You don't get cars. It's owned by the community. So this is why I would oppose socialism is, is that I don't want to have my stuff owned by a community. Well, it's not really owned by the, the community, right? It's kind of owned by the the people in power, the, the oh, ruling of class, it is. you know? But the, pe- the people in power are giving you this illusion. Oh, it's the community that owns everything. We're going to do democratic socialism and, and choose who our leaders are going to be and choose how we don't know how we, how we distribute things. No, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I, I can't um, do a control F on this um, where I like I Google translated it all um, from a translation or not a translation from a, transcript of it in spanish so i have the whole thing here google translated into english just looking through it i don't see the word feminist at all that doesn't mean it's not there because i can't do control f and like actually search through it right now from where it's on my page um but i i almost feel like they just made that up i i don't know i listened to the whole thing today maybe there was it just sounds irrelevant right like why right what what did feminism have to i'm not a fan of like modern woke feminism neither um to me radical feminism is a different thing um to me radical feminism is the opposite of the modern woke feminism it's more like going back to like traditional women whatever Hmm. um i just don't get what that has to do with economics honestly yeah i just think women should do (laughs) i don't know just do whatever you want whatever they want and like this idea that oh women doing blah 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 has ruined our country when we have i mean you have hundreds of thousands of government workers to fire that probably yeah. has more to do with it um yeah. anyways uh, but i don't really know if he said that or not and i don't see it here i I've, I've now went up and down like three times anyways so and i am gonna post that somewhere i don't know how i'm gonna do it um but you can i want to be able to post my little google translated version of the whole thing it was nine pages so well that's a massive document right i want to be able to post it somewhere because it was it was like I think 25 minutes of like the whole uncut video. So it says that he said international organizations have been influenced by collectivism, radical feminism, and a cruel environmental agenda. Malay, a self-described anarcho-capitalist and former television pundit was elected on anti-establishment platforms in an an anti-establishment platform in november amid the troubled south american economy's worst crisis in two decades the head of a large european buyout firm came out of the congress hall impressed by malay's speech 
Ahead of the speech, Daniel Pinto, J.P. Morgan president and chief operating officer, said Argentina's new government may be creating a new beginning for the country, bringing an end to 80 years of economic deterioration. He warned of a tough year ahead. However, as Malay's plans require the population to be willing to go through the pain of austerity. So what he's doing, his whole like one year plan um, he has to basically, he's pumping money into the economy while like, like, especially the welfare programs. And that might sound, oh, that's, that doesn't sound very libertarian, but it's because he's giving them like a cushion as he makes, basically makes the dollar die. So, or not the dollar, the Argentine peso. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he's kind of, I don't exactly know how to explain it, but he's kind of forcing the Argentine dollar death faster and cushioning the poorest of the poor hmm. with welfare. And then in a year from now, it, it should be all better because they should be dollarized and their central bank gone if the IMF doesn't give them too hard of a time. So Malay's economic policies have also won initial support from the IMF, whose technical staff approved a dis- Im- disbursement of funds to Argentina last week and whose deputy managing director, Gita Gopinath told the Financial Times the new administration had moved boldly to correct several of the misalignments that are there in the economy. Malay's Davos appearance for his first overseas trip as president was his first chance to pitch his ultra-liberal version to vision to the global elite following his shock election victory. Malay on Wednesday said the case of Argentina is an empirical demonstration that no matter how rich you may be or how much you may have in terms of natural resource, if measures are adopted that hinder the free function of markets, the only possible fate is poverty. It's so true because Argentina is a lush, beautiful, green place with oil and Mm -hmm. other things to mine and farm and... You know, they've got their little coast to go around. I, I feel like right. they have a lot Argentina of stuff. They have no a, reason to be pov- yeah. impoverished like they are. Argentina sounds like a very resource-rich place. And when it's you know poverty-stricken because it's so poor, mm-hmm. that just goes to show you that it's a corrupt government running things rather than a, a healthy government or a government with checks and balances or a government that governs by empowering the people to succeed. Yeah, and in his to his point, they're hindering the f- function of free markets. Right. Yeah. And if people don't know what that means, socialism is when your markets are controlled. Oh, this this company is making too much money. We gotta take some from them. Oh, you can't start this business because we already have one. Things like that. The government decides instead of the market deciding, and the government. Choose who chooses who wins and loses. Like if a if a company is about to go out of business, the government will front them some money, which costs the taxpayers. Just things like that. That you know the two thousand eight ca- crisis, the the bailouts that happened with the banks in the two thousand eight yep. crisis in um, America. Oh yeah, and the the stimulus plans that went through in twenty twenty when Trump signed all those checks. Yep, <laughs> creating more inflation and you know making the rich people richer and the poor people poor. Right. Exactly. So since taking office in December, the libertarian economist has moved rapidly to slash Argentina's fiscal deficit and deregulate the economy. 
The IMF delivered a vote of confidence in Malay's plans last week as its technical staff approved a $4.7 billion disbursement of the country's $43 billion loan program, enabling it to pay the fund back for earlier lending. Argentina is its largest debtor. So they have a bunch of debt with the IMF. I guess they asked for some of it. I just don't know what a disbursement is. I wish I we had um, Peakless Mountaineer on the show. He would yeah. be able to explain that. <laughs> the decision is pending approval by the IMF's board. Malay met IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva. Whoa, what a name. <laughs> on Wednesday after his speech. Gopinath cited Malay's 54% devaluation in the official exchange rate in December as one of his administration's bold moves. She said a strong fiscal anchor was an important condition for an improvement. And that was what this administration did, which previous administrations were not able to do. The IMF held tense, drawn-out talks last year with Argentina's previous left-leaning Peronist government, which is like their Democrats, I think. I, I mean, it's their left-leaning party. That's all I know. Okay. Peronists. And I, I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, which printed billions of pesos to fund pre-election cash handouts and publicly blamed the IMF for an unpopular currency devaluation in August. Argentina and the fund last week unveiled a target for the country to reach a fiscal surplus of 2% of Gross domestic product in 2024 revised upwards from a 9.9% deficit target. The new goal would imply spending cuts and tax increases worth about 5% of GDP. And honestly, I just want to read the, I just want to read what he said, because now, like, I can't really explain these plans to, to the listeners if they don't know what I'm talking about, to be honest. Um... They talk about there are some people with concerns about his um, reforms. Well, it's like, don't you have concerns about what's happening either way? Don't you have concerns about the hyperinflation? Well, and that's the thing, too. It's like, even if there were things to criticize about his plans, whatever's happening down there is so like people are starving. The economy's in ruins. That is, I mean, he's going to have to take drastic steps oh, course, to yes, even he's... try to fix it. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was an inherited a mess. Yeah. And it seems like based on, you know, previous speeches, the reason why he is running for president and the reason why he went through all of this work to become president is because he was so concerned, you know, like this is his home. This is where he and his family lives. You know what I mean? So it was so important for him to step up and, you know, take on this challenge of trying to fix the economy. And it, I mean, his plan, I mean, it seems pretty good. It seems better than anything I've ever heard from a politician. Right. So, I mean, people can criticize it, but what are they doing? If what is their plan, plan? If his plan works out, I think a lot of other countries will either adopt it or... Or they'll criticize him even more because, you know, Javier Malay is definitely a popular candidate for a lot of us libertarians because, you know, he's slashing government. He's doing a lot of good things that we see are good. But at the same time, you know, he's going to be criticized on the world stage for doing all these things because they look at government as a good thing rather than a bad thing. And if he can improve his economy, they have to say something nice about him, hopefully. Or they can make stuff up, which, right. you know, 
people do all the time. And the media has a reason to make stuff up about him, even if he succeeds, because they work in lockstep with the government parasites <clears throat> to have their cushy, dumb jobs, which is aren't really about getting to the truth, but more about reporting what the government wants them to report so they get their paycheck. There's there's lots of there's levels to this parasite crap. There are the straight up parasites who just sit in the office all day go like oh my god if they actually have to do any work yeah and uh, there are the even worse ones honestly that are prosecutors and judges and they go after people and ruin their lives um they're professional liars and get paid a lot of money to do that and and there are these other types of parasites that they're just something like oh i work in finance and I finance BlackRock, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I work at BlackRock and I finance like big businesses and, and they aren't really, they're just, they're just being held up by government and journalists are another one. They're just held up by government. They're not actually doing anything. Not, not every journalist, but a huge amount of them. And especially in the mainstream media, they it's, just get told what to write oh, about. Yeah. It's, it's definitely becoming a lot worse. And we see that happening more and more where the journalists are in the pocket of big government because it's good business to be in the pocket of, gov- of government because they're going to give you all the good stories. They'll get all the nice press releases. And it's protection, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's protection for sure. It's definitely not freedom of the press that we should be enjoying here in the United States under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. It's a way for governments or the, the tyrants, despots, and thieves to influence what reporters talk about in order to get them on their good side. Well, we saw that before, right? I wish I could remember what the name of the newspaper was or um, or where it was, but it was that newspaper that where they raided the guy's house because he was speaking out against the police. It was in Kansas, but yeah, I remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember and then, that story, yeah. Yeah, and then his mother, they, they raided the house and like harassed this like 90-year-old woman and she ended up dying the next day. But like this is what happened. I mean, heck, we got raided here. I mean, I wonder why. Like this is what happens when you speak out against the powers that be, um, but somebody has to do it. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yep. I agree. And I also think that the government needs these people to keep people thinking that the government is good. So yeah. if it, if the government is so obviously bad and then people don't have their opinions handed to them, they might make their own opinion about the government being bad. But And, and they get so in your face bad, but then the, the all they see is like they turn on the news that night and it's the media telling them how, how the problem is actually someone else, not the government. Yep. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in um, about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. USA News Update. More than 105 million Americans being affected by dangerously low wind chills with an Arctic blast sweeping across the United States. The National Weather Service still has wind chill advisories or warnings for today in effect for 26 states. Senator Ted Cruz has faith in the system of democracy, and he believes the people of Iowa have spoken loud and clear by making former President Donald Trump the winner of the Iowa caucuses. It might cost you less if you overdraw your bank account under a proposal announced by the White House today, the latest effort by the Biden administration to combat fees. It wants to lower them to as little as $3, taking the pressure off the American consumer. Corey Myers, USA News. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this or this... Make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Radio. Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead, towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com.
radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number here. That's 603-283-6160. And I wanted to tell you that Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, Digital Cash. In addition to being one of the world's first cryptocurrencies, Dash was the first crypto project with a decentralized autonomous organization that to this day continues to improve and promote Dash. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. And on Free Talk Live tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Riley. And Nikki. And it looks like we have a caller. Unscreened caller, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Congratulations, Caps. You inherited a Ponzi scheme. The boy... <laughs> What does that El mean? Loco, Justin. Are you the Ponzi boy, scheme? Loco. He, he, he inherited uh, the Argentina Ponzi scheme economy. Well, we're going to find out got, in a few years what that's going to look like. Credit though. for its collapse, and if it does succeed, democracy will take credit. Congratulations! I thought Cap. that you like collapses. You you're you're so dumb. Like you you're no. so inconsistent. Uh, no. Yeah, you are. You're always you saying like, Bonnie, if you like, if you care about freedom, you'll Did want the collapse. Okay, goodbye. He's Skeeter, such a loser. Skeeter like, you can't have a conversation with that idiot. calls in a lot and talks about various things, thinking he's all smart and intelligent, but... He he's probably, like, the dumbest caller who's ever called into the show. Yeah, like, he, he just he learned wow. there are I mean, terms on the yeah. internet, and he uses them, and he doesn't know what he's talking about. He never makes any sense. And yeah. and then, like, when you question him, he just says something like that. Like, what was what did he even mean? Like, I was responding to what you said, Skeeter, so obviously I heard what you said. Yeah. He's stupid. And yeah, it's hard to be the dumbest ever to call into the show. Yeah, that's like actually kind of impressive. But yeah, I think he <laughs> might be the dumbest and the most annoying person to ever call the show. He just doesn't know how to com- how, to, how to have a conversation. He talks over hosts a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I hear it all the time on the show because I edit show audio and yeah. stuff. So it's a little frustrating. Anyway. And, and then he accuses you of not letting him speak. It's so stupid. Yeah. In the last segment, we were talking about Javier Malay, the new president of Argentina. He won as an open ANCAP, an anarcho-capitalist. And it, that was like a shock to everyone. Everybody was really surprised that that happened. And he gave a speech at the World Economic Forum today. Um, yeah, today's Wednesday. So, yeah. And it was really crazy good. Like... It's nice that these ideas are getting out there in such a wide scale. I've seen this all over the place today, and I really hope that it breaks out past the just the libertarian crowd and more people see this. I mean, lots of people pay attention to the World Economic Forum. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like where the big global elites, elites go to meet to figure out what they want to do with their economies. And I don't know if I'm going to read this entire thing. It will take a while to read the entire thing, but... I liked this article that we read in the last segment because it gives a lot of background, but I really want more of this on the air. And we're not going to be able to play Javier speaking it, considering he said it in Spanish. So I'm just going to start reading some of it. It says, Good afternoon. Thank you very much. Today I'm here to tell you that the West is in danger. It is in danger because those who are supposed to defend the values of the West, find themselves co-opted by a vision of the world that 
inexorably leads to socialism, consequently to poverty. Unfortunately, in recent decades, motivated by some right-thinking desires to help others. So some are that way. There's nothing wrong with helping others. It's just how do you want to go about it? Do you want to go about it by taxing people, by taxing certain groups of people, and demanding that the pay I'm sure there are people that think they're doing something right by doing that. Oh, yeah. I I refuse to believe it's most of them. Because it's the concept of taking from the rich and giving to the poor but like mm-hmm. obviously we all know that that's not what happens yeah because the rich actually just get more tax breaks and it's really just like the the middle class the working class that's getting the brunt of the tax burden and it's like you can't actually help people without stealing from other people like you don't have to hurt somebody else <laughs> right. to help somebody that's less fortunate right churches find ways to help the poor Absolutely. in their congregations better than governments do. Right. And if it was a really important cause, people would be happy to contribute to it without threat. Yeah. You know? So he's not being milk toast here. He he says some are motivated by right thinking desires to help others, and others motivated by the desire to belong to a privileged caste. The main leaders of the Western world have abandoned the model of freedom. For different versions of what we call collectivism. We're here to tell you that collectivist experiments, they are never the solution to the problems that afflict the citizens of the world. But on the contrary, they are their cause. And collectivism, basically, if you don't know, means, well, we gotta, we're all in this together. I have a problem, so it's your problem too. And you've got to help me fix it. And people aren't individuals who can decide what to do with their own time and money and yeah, it, lives. Yeah, it basically does not... Collectivism basically says we're going to manage everybody's time through top-down means rather than bottom-up means. And that basically puts you know the individual out of, out of power. And you know, the whole world... Okay, maybe not the whole world, but a lot of the world wants to lean more toward collectivism because they're like, oh, we we all live in this world together. We're all collectivized. And Well, not really. If you think about it, there are people who live out in the country and there are people who live in cities. It seems like the big city types want to collectively decide what the people in the country should be doing with their time. The thing about it. I do believe that we all have, we create a collective reality. Sure. We are all part, we are all one. We are all part of this thing called the universe. Oh, yeah. And the thing about it is when you harm other people, when you feel like somebody else has something, so I, I'm jealous and I, I am in a state of lack, all you're doing is polluting the collective consciousness that yeah. we all have to live in all you're doing is causing harm if, if you are not living your life by right action which is what you have the right to do and not doing what you don't have the right to do then you will naturally be individualistic you will naturally be altruistic and he oh my god he gets into this so good here when he thanks business owners for all that they do it, it's really good so yeah um I know what you mean, Riley. I'm not uh, disagreeing or anything, yeah. but um, I think that I think that some people might think, "Oh, I I don't like what they're saying because, like, obviously we all we all live on this planet together. We do all live on this planet together, and it's not about being selfish. And and I don't like some liber- libertarians' ideas that like selfishness is actually 
good. I, I don't like that idea because like if I was a Christian, I'm kind of like a Swedenborgian and he is all about the most important thing is doing things for other people. Like when I think about how much my life sucks right now, all I can think about is like, it's not about me. And that's the only thing that makes it better. Like it sucks so bad. It's like the worst thing that I've ever been through, but it's not just about me. It's not, it's like I have other, like if I thought about giving this to someone else, just being like, you know what? I'm going to walk away. And if you don't know, I'm talking about my husband got put in prison for selling Bitcoin. If I thought about just walking away and not letting free talk live be a thing anymore, that would not just be selfish, but it would somebody, the universe needs this, this story arc to happen. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is an important show. This is an important history making experience for happening here. I mean, one of the founders of this show is in a prison cell right now, all for the crime of selling Bitcoin to willing buyers. He just didn't fill out the paperwork for the government. The paperwork that didn't exist. Yeah, essentially. Well, I don't think he needed to fill fill it out. And then the jury decided he needed to fill it out. And it's just really stupid. You can learn more at thecrypto6.com. I like what you're saying, though, about because based on my observations, you know, while being alive on this earth... It seems that people that are altruistic and people that are giving are also the same people that in turn become abundant, right? So like, oh, if course. you're constantly on like a lack wavelength, yeah, that's all you're going to get. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're constantly sending the message out to the universe. I, I have nothing and like that's all you're going to get. You're just going to keep getting crap. Yeah. When you operate from scarcity, you get scarcity. So, for example, if you're living in a world of, oh, I don't have enough of this and I'm, I'll never have enough of X, Y, or Z. Yeah, you're, you're never going to have enough. Yeah, it's and desperation. Yeah, the universe that, doesn't speak desperation. Yeah. Like, if you want to be abundant, you have to be abundant. Yeah, and that leads <laughs> to things like hoarding and, and stuff like that. Because hoarders live in this mindset of, oh, I'm, I'm never going to have enough. I gotta save all of this stuff because I'm never gonna have enough of anything. And so yeah, which they, is still a lack state, right? Oh yeah, and it's a state of fear when you live yeah. in a state of love, which is something all of us struggle to do. All of us need to learn how to live in love with the universe or whatever, or God or whatever, and lead from abundance. Lead from a place of I'm gonna manifest abundance by living an abundant life. And when I was, you know, like struggling every day to pay bills and stuff. Uh, there was a girl that said something about that to me, and I remember getting kind of mad at her because yeah. she was born in a rich family. Yeah, and, and it does feel offensive, right? It's yeah. like, are you like victim blaming me? Yeah, right. It feels it's that like way. The gov- yeah. I, I had already become a libertarian. I was like, the government's like stealing what mm-hmm. how, what percentage of my money? Like you're acting like it's my fault, but it, everything really changes when you change your mind. It's Absolutely, just mental over material. I mean, I literally like I had it happen to to me when I was, you know, first starting up my businesses. I was just in such a state of desperation because I was so desperate for money. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'll do anything to make money. Like, I really just need to pay my bills. And I was just and you don't always realize you're there. But once you can learn how to reframe your mind and switch into a state of true abundance 
I mean, and I'm not saying it's easy and it takes a lot of inner work, but it is possible. And like, that's how, that's why you see those entrepreneurs who have multi-million dollar businesses. It's not because they're all cutthroat and they're all like Elon Musk's who are taking handouts from the government and doing all these like slimy things. You can truly have an abundant life without being a slime ball. Yeah. It's much easier in a country that is not impeding you from being able to do anything though like in cuba true it's going to be a lot harder absolutely yeah it's going to be almost impossible i don't even know if they can start a business in cuba honestly um it looks like we do have a caller though so i want to let them on unscreened caller you're on free talk live what's on your mind yeah yeah thanks for taking my call it's it sort of uh relates to what you guys were talking about um so i yeah yeah so i'm i'm in my uh late 20s here um you know, I studied economics. I'm pro, you know, free market capitalism. I uh, went to those Mises events <laughs> back back in the day, and so. But my, you know, just just stepping away from like academia, school into the real world, and you know, living through the consequences of uh, you know price inflation, which is a result of monetary inflation. There's a big difference between like reading about it, right? <laughs> reading what Rothbard or Mises say about the expansive money supply and, you know, all things equal, that leads to rising prices. There's a difference between reading that, at least in my case, right, as a young person, not really exposed to, you know, the reality of living as an adult and relative to now. So my thinking is, I just want to see what, what you guys think and what what your audience think, but my the way I, I, I look at things now is the the, the increase in, in, in inflation, right, the, the at the monetary level, increases price inflation, right? Just the currency gets depreciated. But uh, kind of relating what you guys were getting at, so I work in finance, and it's, you know, I work long hours, really long hours, and I'm starting to realize that, you know, even though I work in a pretty, you know, good sector, making decent income for someone my age, I'm paycheck to paycheck, essentially. Mm. And I'm starting to realize that, you know, my managers and, you know, upper management, leadership, X, Y, and Z, these guys are on easy mode. And it's starting to seem like some sort of, like, you know, feudalism of some sort, meaning, you know, these managers tell me to do X, Y, and Z every day. They don't, they, they do nothing, uh, meaning they don't log in over 10 hours a day. For example, I started working today at 7 a.m. Eastern time. I get done around, like, 6.30. Right, so that's 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 ten plus hours there, and my manager was gone by four thirty. Interesting. That's usually right, so, how it is, right? Yeah, I mean, I hear this yeah. same thing. No, I mean, do they do nothing? Exactly. Do they not have like maybe just some maybe more stressful tasks that they have to get done, and then maybe like stuff you don't see behind the scenes, or do you really believe that they're doing nothing? It's it's an honest question. Yeah, it's it's. it's that's a good point, and it's all relative, right? Like the, the, the skills that they do are people skills, right? So hmm. being sociable, right? Because they talk to clients, and then they they talk to us, and they talk to others in, in, in my company. Relative to me and my team, it's pure technical, right? And so um, maybe that's why I feel like I work harder than them, right? Because I my my own view is, you know, being able to crunch out numbers is a lot harder than being able to talk to some random schmuck. Yeah, I mean... the point I want to make is... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I felt that way whenever I worked, like, any sort of 
clock in, clock out yeah. style of job oh, yeah. where, you know, and I, I come from a healthcare background, right? So I was either working as a nurse's aide and that's like really like the, you know, the grunt work, right? Or as even as a nurse where it was like, you know, I, I'm seeing my manager and I, it just felt like they were super lazy and they were getting paid a ton of money and we were all busting our butts and it seemed like, hey, like you guys are getting paid a lot more money than I am for doing a lot less work. Sometimes um, I think that it just evens out because of the fact it just depends on like the, the industry. Like I'm not saying I know what your bosses are doing, Caller, or, or Nikki's bosses were doing. Nope. But I I always, I, I've heard that this is very clear and in your face an idea in the hotel industry, which I worked for ho- hotels for like five years. And... I just got a job in the uh, front desk because I'm not like I just was able to show that I could figure those things out. And I got a job at the front desk. I was like 19 and I didn't start off making more money than the housekeepers that have been there for years. Like they have gotten their raises and yeah. they um, like it's not like I just make more money than them. But if somebody got hired as a housekeeper. I made more money than them because they just started and you start off less as a housekeeper than a person at the front desk. And I had a good friend who was a housekeeper. Obviously she was working literally physically harder than me. Mm -hmm. Obviously she would like, we'd get off work at the same time and she'd be like sweating and we'd like, I drive her to her house and like she'd take a shower before we got got ready to go do something else. And like, I would not be sweating. So (laughs) Sometimes it feels like, oh, the housekeepers work so much harder. Why do they get paid less? But the amount of stress from having to deal with the front desk losers who come in like, I didn't, this egg is not 90 degrees. It's 89 degrees. (laughs) And all this crap happened. Well, almost. When I say almost, I'm like not exaggerating. Like, I can't even explain to you how terrible people become when they are when they realize they're a hotel guest and you're working at the hotel. Like some of the worst people yeah. in the entire world. Mm. So so basically what you're saying is it's just like a different kind of work that typically exactly. management would have to do. And not just that, but like I tried exp- I tried telling her, my friend, her English was not her first language, so there is that. I'm not saying she's stupid or anything, but I tried like I would let her stand behind the desk with me, and I would like show her what I was doing on like just the computer side, like logging people in. It's very simple, and she was like, "I I could never wrap my mind around this." Like huh. she probably just believed that about herself. Maybe she could if she really tried. Yeah, but there's also that. Yeah. If if you're not even willing to just try to learn a computer skill, like I'm sorry, you're probably going to be busting your butt doing physical stuff and I, I know it's not exactly the same thing as your situation caller but i just i can't really just like blame or or like i can't really see the whole picture because i don't work at your job do you see what i mean yeah i guess the point i wanted to ultimately make which kind of you uh kind of mentioned there in, in, in terms of your own experience is that look i'm look i'm a believer in climbing the ladder right we all start somewhere and it's not sunshine and lollipop yep. or strong the ladder. <laughs> I mean, the, climbing the, the ladder the, is always a tough experience. You got to build. You don't go to a gym and lift four hundred pound weights. You got to build up to it. Hmm. Exactly. But my my thinking is the reason why other people that that are you know left leaning and 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 support these redistribution policies, kind of what what Malay was talking about in in terms of I think what he was talking about more was like diversity. But if we just include like redistribution of wealth into that. 
I feel like a lot of young people feel feel that way because maybe they're getting their you know first second jobs out of school, and they're in the same position I, right? But unfortunately, the current monetary situation we live in, which is you know prices increasing on average two percent every year, that just eats up in terms of your real wage. Yeah. Or your oh yeah, it does. I mean, so, and it's increasing more because of the inflation that's been going on. It's just. It's just exactly more people are noticing it now. More people are upset well, over the inflation because I know really noticing it. I know a lot of people who I, I've heard this story a lot of times where someone will say, I am struggling more now. Like I they were struggling less when they were working entry level minimum wage jobs than they are now making almost double that. Like at Walmart, I know that I never wanted to become a manager because they were always like, oh, you know, work a little hard, harder and you might get the chance to be a CSM or whatever they called it. The manager yeah. that's at the front. Everyone that I saw do that in like a week was like, why am I doing this? I'm making yeah. a little bit more money for a lot more work, for a lot more responsibility, yeah. like people getting mad at the front desk at Walmart. But, and I have think, to deal with that. but I think it goes beyond that, though. I think it's it's really just a reflection of how bad the economy is now that when i was 16 years old working at a petting zoo making like whatever nine dollars an hour now that my income is a lot a lot more than that i'm still you know what i mean like it's like yeah i can't it you it really dawns on you when you're at the grocery store and it's like these things cost almost three times more than they did five 10 years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the dollar cannot buy as much as it once could. So it doesn't matter what your job is. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO of the company. Every single person that is using that currency is going to feel those effects. You know, it's a secret hidden tax where they're stealing money, stealing the value of your money from you. Yeah. And I don't think any sort of wealth distribution, like taking from the rich and giving to the poor, like that's not what's going to fix it. It's like, we need a true, because people who don't know how to manage money are going to find that money's managing them. In other words, they're going to find that if they have a thousand dollars in their bank account, and they're not able to hold on to that $1,000 or invest it or save it and add to it, they're going to find themselves keep working working on the hamster wheel all the time trying to keep with the Joneses. Well, that's, that's true, but it doesn't even matter because the economy is so bad. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Like It yeah. doesn't matter how good you can invest. It doesn't matter how what your salary is, how much money you're making. I mean, it's just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Sure. I mean, and that's, that's the, the point is that... It's never using the fiat currency like it's it's never going to get better. They keep doing all these welfare programs. They keep printing all of this money. They are literally destroying. I, I, I mean, in Argentina, but also in the United States, they're destroying their currency. And it's like our, our money is essentially worthless and it's becoming more and more worthless as the time goes on. It's definitely like it's not just the terms you think of when you learn about America and whatever in school once you opportunity except now it's full of inflation and theft and i still think Mm -hmm. that you can you can get ahead but sometimes it's just going to suck so bad until you 
like you just have to push through some stuff because it's going to be extremely hard. It's extremely hard yeah. to just like survive nowadays. Yeah. I think it's also a good idea to invest in other things. So, I mean, why would I keep my money in the fiat currency when I could invest in gold, silver, cryptocurrencies, things right. that actually have more value? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hold, hold their value. 603-283-6160. Thank you for the call, caller. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in about whatever is on your mind. That's 603-283-6160. And more is coming up. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Sunny Bay. 